0: so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Grace
1: and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, His divine power has given us everything we need for this time, and Godliness through the knowledge of Him. I've been reading that scripture to you guys for months now. And um, I want you to understand uh, why I use this. And I usually use different scriptures that I use for a while. One of the topics that a lot of the pastors don't talk about is the personal growth or personal responsibility that is on the individual Christian. Uh, We know that, um, I call it lazy Christians, where they expect God to do everything, but we know that Jesus made a statement. When he was on the cross, he said, it is finished. The Bible tells us that. And from the last study, you guys understood what we talk about dominion, having dominion over. He has given us dominion over this, um, piece of property that is called the earth and, um, all that resides within it. We know that the enemy, um, in, in all reality, he has been stripped of all dominion, all authority, all, uh, rule, and all of those things. He was stripped and Jesus Christ gave it back to us. And uh, you and I are called to be the representative of God on this planet while we're here. Or the sons of God is to walk like uh, Jesus walked and uh, operated like Jesus did. So, you know, the Bible tells us that when we become born again, we are translated into one kingdom into another. And that was one of, actually, one of the first verses that I used to read to you guys um, uh, early on when I started Blueprint uh, of Faith I uh, wanted to show you that switch. I wanted you guys to begin to think as um, new citizens within this new kingdom that are being governed by different principles, laws, and policies and procedures. And so when you engage with others and yourself you're engaging with the knowledge that A, hey, I am from a different kingdom and I ought to be speaking differently, acting differently, um, engaging with others differently. So the Bible talks about personal growth. If you look in the Scriptures, I mean, it's all, that's what it talks about. Uh, And um, let's take a look at Luke chapter 2, verses 52. And it says, And Jesus uh, kept on growing in wisdom, in physical stature, in favor with God, and in favor with others. And so we see that Jesus Christ was growing in a couple of uh, areas that you and I are called uh, similarly to grow in. Wisdom dealing with the mind and the realm of the soul. talks about physical and statues, you know, with the body, um, in favor with God and man. Uh, that relationship or... Um, comes about favor with God and man is basically dealing with you and um, uh, your relationship with the Father and what he does under the app and we've talked about what favor is um, the divine in- influence upon heart and the heart and the benefit that it brings to you and you can receive favor from God as the Bible tells us and God will allow us to receive favor from people uh, the Bible tells us that God surrounds us with his favor. Uh, that's a protection. Um, and I've talked to you guys about what, what is the ingredients basically in, uh, in favor. And I pulled out from different studies and I told you in my belief system, the favor of God houses two things. Um, his blessing and his protection. And we see that, um, when he surrounds us with his favor, it's a form of Protection, if you will. Um, you see that the other aspect that he talks about is social with God and man, and we see that that growth also. We have a responsibility to grow uh, socially towards our uh, fellow, uh, you know, male and female, our, our fellow human beings. Uh, the Bible tells us in Second Peter, he says, "But ne- but grow in grace." and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we are called to grow in grace. And uh, again, that as the Bible tells us that um, when God gives us a revelation, it is for us and for our children. So when he gives you whatever revelation he gives to you, I would include your children in that, and they would have the benefit of that revelation as well. But it tells us here in Second Peter that we ought to be growing. So we not ought to be lazy Christians, as I said, where we leave everything to God. Uh the responsibility is on us that we pick up our cross, Jesus said. And uh we have to pick up our uh our mess <laughs> uh he labeled it our cross and we get to learn how to um uh, release things, to uh exchange I would say. We are going to exchange the mindset that we were programmed in the kingdom of darkness with fear. We were programmed from a child that fear is the, um, the main principle, uh, the guiding force by that. Because we know that when, um, uh, one of the first things mentioned when they, uh, our parents, uh, sinned was that I was afraid. So fear showed up and it was the governing um spirit, if you will, that uh, uh, ruled in the kingdom of darkness. Now, when we are translated into the kingdom of God's dear son, the ruling spirit, if you will, there is that of love, because it tells us that without love, everything else is, is just a waste of time. If you prophesy, lay hands on the stake and all those other things, and you have not loved, Brother Paul tells us, that we are just a mess. So we see that the principle by which, the governing principle, the governing uh, uh, spirit that walks our law, if you will, in this new kingdom is governed by love. So we have to learn those things. We have to unlearn. We have to now grow. And uh, we're going to have to learn how to let go quite a few things that we are accustomed to having with us. And uh Hebrews chapter 6 says, Therefore let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to the mature stuff, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. So he's talking about they haven't grown spiritually. And so he's saying, you guys, come on, man. We have to move on to weightier things, stuff. That uh, we are called to understand and grow in Second Corinthians thirteen says, "Examine yourself to see whether you are in faith." Uh, and so you and I are called to examine. We are called to test ourselves. And um, why we're doing that is to locate where we are. And so as you begin to examine and you begin to test yourself, you're going to kind of. Get a gauge, if you will, as to what's happening in your life. In First Timothy, he says, "Practice these things; immerse yourself in them, so that you may also uh, uh, you will see the progress, and others will see your progress as well." So we're going to take a look at what are some of those things that he's talking to Timothy about to see if we need to do that in order to. Grow and uh, become uh, apply the principles of self development. I read to you that Jesus had to grow in Luke chapter two verse fifty fifty two. It says, "And Jesus kept growing. He kept growing in wisdom. He kept growing physically in stature. He kept growing in favor with God. He kept growing." in favor with others. And so, these are the areas that you and I have to function. He says uh, in First Timothy, he said, Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scriptures, to exhortation, to teaching. So, he's talking to Timothy, and we're going to go into that scripture and pull out some things and see what happens with... Um, uh, uh, Timothy and see how we have to apply it to our lives. So that scripture that he's talking about is in Timothy chapter, uh, uh, 1st Timothy. You're going to go to chapter 4 verses, uh, I'm going to take one, one to 15 because it's basically first 15. But we have to go and see the context by which he's making this statement. And so, uh, one of the things that a lot of people do, they'll take things out of context. And prove all kinds of stuff. I could take things out of context in the Bible and show you and prove that, uh, rape is okay. I could take things out of context and show you that, um, you know, having a church with snakes in, in a thing is okay because we know these things are done. I could take things out of the Bible and show you that slavery is okay. I can take things out of the Bible. And show you that racism is okay. I can take things out of the Bible and show you that, um, uh, inter, intermarriage with different races is, 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 is okay. I mean, I could take anything out of the Bible and show you and prove anything I wanted to prove. But the scripture says you're missing the point. You're not rightfully dividing the word of God. And when you don't rightfully divide the word of God, you come into some serious problems and you create all kinds of false religions that people are following. Hatred and racism is a false religion that is sanctioned by the church. And um, because it is sanctioned by the church, it's practiced in the church. And once it's practiced in the church, then the world will see that it's okay and it's a part of Um, a belief system that is in the church that is erroneous from the word of God because we know that God is the one that created all the colors and that he would be of of all people if he created the different colors. He would not want this racism. You look into the history of mankind, we know that um, Noah's sons, all of us were descendants from his sons and Ham, was a little darker than the others. But these are brothers, man. We are all brothers. So then you look into the DNA. That's why you see all these people are losing their mind when they run the DNA. Because let me tell you something. It started from three brothers. And if you take it all the way back, that's where it'll end up from there. And it'll go through, um, Noah, which will go through and kept going all the way to Adam. And so, we are family, but I can prove and, and take the word of God and do all kinds of madness. But um, it is the church that sanctioned this thing because the scripture says, I have given you the keys to the kingdom, Jesus says. Whatsoever you allow on this earth will be allowed in the heavens. It will be allowed in the spiritual world. Whatever you allow in the natural realm because you have the authority, the dominion, the uh all of those things are given to the church as we talked about the minimum studied last uh, topic so then anything that is happening here is been sanctioned by the church and we see this and they have sanctioned racism because we know they are a party to it to this day so now let's take a look at uh, Timothy as this letter is being um, uh, written and let's look at the context of what that verse is that talks about if you um uh if you you practice these things you know uh you will this is what he said practice these things, immerse yourself in them, so that all may see your progress your personal development, so let's go see what this is all about, and again we're staying within the context of the scripture so we can get it. Better picture understanding. Now, the Spirit expressly said that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves in deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. And we're seeing this all over the world today. Uh, The Spirit, the Holy Spirit expressly said in the latter times, and the Bible tells us that we are in the latter times. And uh, there are some prophecies that are getting fulfilled every day and every month and every year that um, we are getting closer and closer. As Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall be. And he talks about all of this racism um, coming on the scene um, and all those things. And we're seeing it right now that uh, they're calling people Karen and we see uh, that when an individual came onto the scene, the permission, and I keep telling you guys, God put leaders in place for specific outcomes. When that gentleman showed up on the scene and he began to um, uh, uh, take reign and, and leadership in the, in the United States of America, he brought with him something that needed to be released, the spirit of lies, the spirit of deceitfulness and hatred and all of those things, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. And so we see then that it says, um, and now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith. And we see these guys, these white nationalists, they have departed from the faith. They, their religion has nothing to do with the religion of Jesus of Nazareth, the Jew. But that Jesus is totally different. So they are departed from the faith by devoting themselves, and now we are seeing how they have uh, departed. They are devoted themselves to deceitful spirit. I won, I won. No, you did not. be lost. And teachings of demons. And we see this, these men that are saying that Trump was destined prophesied. prophesy that he was. No. God said, when a prophet lies like that, he ought to be stoned. And so you have to be very mindful of this. Everyone is put in place for a certain season to get certain things come in order through the grace of God. Remember, the Bible tells us that the heart of the king is in the hand of God. So uh, and God is able to move it like a, an ocean, a river, a stream. So God puts people in place to bring his appointed time to come to place. And because the Bible tells us, He does things in the fullness of time, and they're all on His time table, not on anyone else's. They may think they're on their own, but they're on His. And so, we know that a deceitful spirit is let loose. We know that teachings, heresy teachings of demons are letting loose. Now, the Spirit exceedingly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith. By devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons through the insincerity of liars whose consciousness are seared, who forbid marriage and require abstinence from food that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good and nothing is to be rejected if if, it is received with thanksgiving. So God is telling us about in that time, you know, that these guys used to, um, one of the practices that they would do is sacrifice food to gods and stuff like that, different gods. And they had this discussion within the church at that time how they should deal with that type of things. And so, um, Paul is laying out some guidelines, if you will for it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. So things are being, food and all those things, the Bible tells us that we can pray, and as a result of our prayer, the consistency of that food is changed, as it said right here. And so it goes on and it says, if you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus. Being trained in the word of the faith, and of the good doctrine that you have followed. Have nothing to do with the reverent silly myth. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For a while, bodily training is of some value. So we see those guys were in the gym back in the day. Um, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life, and also for the life to come. So your natural and your spiritual life will benefit from godliness. So the saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. For to this end we toil and strive because we have our hope set on the living God who is the savior of all people, especially of those who believe. So we see that Jesus Christ and his salvation is for everyone, especially for those who believe, because those are the ones that are recognize their condition and that their condition needed to be changed. And that is why I tell people that Jesus said, I'm the only way, I was the only one that was able to deal with your condition. And because I'm the only one that was able to deal with your condition, what was that condition, the condition of sin? How did he deal with it? The Bible tells us that he, Jesus, became sin for us and he made an exchange, lay on the cross, died, he paid the sacrifice and then he rose again and sat at the right hand of the Father as our high priest. And that process, all of that, what he did was um, to deal with the condition of sin. So let's go on And uh, verse 11. It says, command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture. That was their culture at the time. Jesus did it. He went to the temple. The Bible read uh, we know that these men, when they did their, um, their argument, or not argument, their, uh, uh discussion, it was in the middle of, uh, in the temple there. People would go and, and they would come in. And when the disciples came, they would go there to preach the gospel. And so this was a part of their culture at that time. So he told them, he said, uh, you devote yourself to public reading. Of the scripture to exhortation and to teaching and he says do not neglect the gift you have which was given you by prophecy when we when the council of elders laid their hands on you we know that uh the bible tells us and brother paul and all these guys were uh, that there's gifts in you and i and this is one of the things i tell people about personal growth um that uh, uh, in personal growth, and uh, I do a lot of podcasts about this, personal growth, I believe, happens and I call it a day of visitation, when something really drastic happens to us, too, and it's a dark time. And when that darkness comes upon us, most of us panic and start doing all kinds of crazy stuff. But the process of the dark times is to make us aware of who we are in Jesus Christ and who God is. Because it was in dark times that God showed up in Genesis. And then God began to give us the blueprint by which we then are going to become an activated the creator within you. We will have to learn how to speak to our problem. And if you study the word, you'll see that the power of words, creating, calling those things that are not as though they were. That's what we do. And so God is doing the very same thing in Genesis so he gave us a blueprint in Genesis as to how we are to create and change circumstances through the power of the Word of God and our faith. So he tells us here that um, uh, he activated our, this gift that was activated within him. And as I mentioned to you, the journey comes to make us aware of who we are. And as we go through that journey, we then get to look into the Word of God we, lead, we learn about who we are, we begin to see that He loves us, and He introduced us to ourselves. I learned to love myself in my dark time. I learned to forgive myself in my dark time. And as I'm coming out of this, guys, I am learning how to be empathetic. I'm learning all these principles. Why? Because I'm going to get a chance to practice it on you. So when I come out of my mess, I see how God is great, how He loves me in my darkness, in my sin, and all those things. So that when I come out of this and I see you and yours, I'm not going to hate you. I'm going to love you because he loved me while I was in my mess. So when we are coming through that dark time, we're learning about us. And then we start seeing and God now is going to make us aware of some of those gifts that are residing within you and I that we came to this earth with. Because I knew you before the foundation of the earth and he implanted some stuff inside there so that you can utilize it when you are here on this planet. So it is activated uh, by several ways. It is one of the ways that it's activated, it is by laying on of hands. And it was laid on of hands and, on, um, on Peter and Paul, Paul and, and Barnabas, sorry, was uh, uh, with the disciples and they were praying, and the Holy Spirit said, Separ- separate Paul and Barnabas for me. I got some work for them to do. And then we know that Timothy, they laid hands on him when he was there, prophesied and they um, uh, woke up the gift that was in him. So those of you that are born again, spirit-filled, find yourself some men and women who know God and go to them and have them pray. Go to the elders, have them pray and activate the gift that is residing within you. So we are talking about, again, as you come out of this thing, um, you get to see the gift that is in you, it, it, it awakes. And then one of the the purpose of the gift being awakened to you and I is so that you and I can become servants. We then from our gifts, whatever it is, uh, maybe a businessman and maybe an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, maybe starting a podcast, maybe it's about writing books, whatever that is, maybe it's an author, it's a public speaker, motivational speaker, whatever that gift that resided in you, you, the purpose of it is to lead you to become a servant so that you can serve others in Jesus Christ. So we see now that you and I are responsible for this personal growth. We see that Timothy, um, was called and said, I need you to stay within those practicing, uh, these things. And we saw what were some of those things that he had to, um, do in order to grow in speech it says yeah you have to in your conduct so the bible tells us that we have to correct our speech that not corrupt communication come out of the mouth he tells us that we ought to love our neighbors we ought to be kind in conduct in love we ought to be walking in love in faith the bible says the just shall live by faith we walk by faith and not by sight the bible tells us in purity tells us that you and i are holy um, except we want to God. I mean, so now we see uh, these areas and First Peter uh, 2 tells us, so put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and every envy and slanderers and all slander like newborn infants like when you just got born again and you're still learning about all the new principles. Long for the, poor, the pure milk that it may uh, grow you up into salvation if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. So you and I are called to grow up. Brothers do not be children in your thinking, you see? And um yeah we see that Jesus Christ, um the four stages of what he was in mentally tells us that he kept growing in wisdom. And so now in thinking, that's where you and I are, right? In thinking, brothers do not uh be children in your thinking. So we ought to learn how to master our thoughts. And the Bible tells us, and I've done teaching on that, take no thought, saying, what does that mean? Jesus uh, was trying to teach his disciples. He's trying to say, don't agree with every thought that comes to you. Learn to uh, pick which one and allow it to reside within the where meditation and all of these principles that you hear people talk about in personal growth. We, as Christians, are supposed to be doing that. I meditate on your Word day and night. The Bible, God tells His people to meditate on the Word. Why? Because He understands what it will do to you. And the Western Christianity, the white Christians, told me that if I meditate, demons are going to jump inside me. Uh, Because I remember this as a a young Christian. And they steered me away from meditation. But not, I was, uh, you know, when I was a babe, I acted like a babe. But as I grow in, in God, I realize that that's where the power was in my meditation. Because as I began to meditate on the word of God, it began to do things to me. And that's why you have Christians that are sitting in the pews are uh, just by the thousands wanting to be members and belong someplace and not meditating on the word and becoming disciples because these men want to control them. So, We are called to be disciples, the Bible says. Brother, do not be children in your thinking. Learn to master your thoughts. Learn which thoughts to allow to come in. Those thoughts, I would um, caution you, should be those thoughts that come from the Word of God. Why the Bible tells us that the Word of God is a seed. It tells us that our word of thoughts is seed. And which seed you allow to come in. If you allow fear to come in, fearfulness is gonna grow and grow and grow. Next thing is gonna lead you to a couple of other things. And yeah, you get you can get anxiety, you can be led different ways. You can be if you allow anger, the Bible tells us that when you allow the spirit of anger to come in, you're gonna be led somewhere else. There's another spirit that partners with it, and that is the spirit of deception. You're gonna walk into deception. The Bible talks about when you and I allow certain spirits to come in. It will guide us into other principles. So when we allow the word of God, the seed, the Bible says that that seed will grow and bring fruit, and you will know them by their fruit. And so you and I are called to grow in God. Brothers, do not be children in your thinking. Be infants in evil. But your thinking be mature, we are called to grow. That is 1 Corinthians 1420. And it is my prayer that you that your love may abound more and more, that you may grow in love. You will grow in love with knowledge and all discernment. Very important. So that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless. For the day of Christ or the day of the Messiah filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus, the Messiah or Jesus Christ, to be uh, to the glory and praise of God Philippians one nine through eleven. So we see that these are scriptures that it tells us Ephesians also is another scriptures tells us so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carry about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ Ephesians chapter four verses four. 15. So we see that these scriptures are talking about you I growing up and uh, because we have a lot of members in the church, when people come in they are able to be deceived because they are tossed to and fro by every doctrine and the Bible tells us that we ought to be, uh, have the spirit of discernment and uh, members don't have discernment members who follow disciples do. Make yourself a disciple. The Bible says that we ought to be making ourselves disciples. We ought to be studying the word study so that we can rightfully divide the word. When these charlatans show up and start talking lies, that you will call them out. Or pick your family up and leave the church. I'll give you an example. I'm sitting in a church with my kids, my young children. And this is a pastor friend of mine. And this is the church that we were going to. And these were young Children, my boys were young, young men. Uh, um, I think eight and nine, and around that age, young young men. we used to by Bible study and all these type of things. And one Sunday morning, the pastor gets up and um, he begins to wing it because he told me that's how he handles his study, and that's why you know because I, I came to him one day when he asked me to do came to my house and he saw that I how I studied. And my living room table had um, um, all kinds of books. I used to study the language, the intention, everything about that particular subject when I was in. And the subject I was studying at the time was the revelation that God had given to me about grace, what it was, and so forth. So I really wanted to dig in, if you will. And I was digging in for over a year or so studying this this thing so he came up to me in my house. And he said, I'm leaving. I need you to you, uh, cover for me and teach for me while I'm gone and stuff like that. And I said, yeah, sure. I would love to. I would be honored. And, um, because he had to leave for a, a, an event. And then um, he saw me with all my stuff on the table. And he said, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm studying. Studying the word of the says, you know, you to study. So I said to him, so how do you do it? And he said to me, I just wing it, bro. I wing it. So this Sunday, my children and I were up front, and he began to wing it. There's a woman that uh, we could see that she was obviously uh, being possessed. She was, uh, uh, you know, convulging in all these type of stuff. He jumps, and he, he got on her, and uh, he laid his hand on her. And he made this statement, let your burden be mine. And the minute he said that, you could see him started twitching and and moving. My sons, my little children are watching this. And they looked at me and said, dad, that is against the word of God. Didn't Jesus said, let your burden, he was going to take our burden. And what he just said is against the word of God. And my sons looked at me and said, "I need to leave here." And I looked at him, and, I, and these are all—I'm sitting in front of my my my, uh, my boys. And they, I said, "Are, are you guys sure?" And he said, "Yes." All of that that just happened is against the word, and I don't want it to come that that demon to come around me. And I looked at my kids and I said, "Okay, let's go." That was the last day that we were at that church. Because my children were absolutely right. Jesus never said that. And so they pointed it out to me, and they requested that they don't want to be in a place that does not preach the word of God, and adhere to the word of God, and these are the natural young children. And I got my family up, and then we left to the church and never return, as I said before, because it's very important that we be very mindful of the responsibility that we have. And that demon jumped right into him. And so now he's leading people, because he requested that her burden be his. And those demons uh, surely did oblige him, and, um, you know, uh, uh, listening to him, and they grew and they came. And there, as I said, he began to twitch Martin. that was a wonderful Sunday we got out of there so fast but these are the guys that are leaders of the church and because they are like that they have no substance the people have no substance so you need to go get yourself some and deliver you and your family because the Bible tells us that we have to grow up and can allow anything says, so that we may no longer be children tossed To and fro by the waves of, and carried about by every wind of doctrine. Again, um, the wind of doctrine. You see that these people are preaching is hatred. Uh, and you know that as I mentioned to you, hatred and racism is sanctioned in the church, and because it is, you see the manifestation of it. Racism with Martin Luther King started in the church. There were it was a situation that needed to be dealt within the church because within the church. There was a lot of racism going on at the time. And because the church, because in the fullness of time, God wanted that situation to be dealt with. And because the church wouldn't uh, deal with it, they went out into the streets and dealt with it there and on a society um, level to try and begin to uh, break that chain that has been upon the neck of uh, black Americans. But if you go back into the history, of the church when it comes to slavery. They sanction every single part of it. Everything. Um, and to this day, they are still sanctioning the systemic racism that the, uh, America is designed and set up on. The systematic, systematic racism in housing, in employment, in banking, in the prison system, in healthcare, in you name it. Is systematic racism there, and the church with its power and authority, and uh, they can change anything. They, they elect presidents of the United States. They can change things. Trust me. So, but they have sanctioned this, and we see that they sanction it. You know that because we see they sanction racism because of how the children, the Mexican brothers and sisters, are being treated today. And so these are the things, some of the things that the church is facing because it is, uh, it's been allowed in the church, it is allowed to exist within the world around us. And so the Bible teaches you and I that we must become uh, born again, we must be, we must grow up, and uh, we must then begin to stand as Christians in this new kingdom that we are part of. And it is difficult because we are um, we're in a new kingdom and we have to apply new principles um, and new laws once we are there. But God is faithful and he does love us and he wants us to um, allow him to work in us as well. He uh, tells us he has uh, forgiven us, He's has cleansed us the all unrighteousness, righteousness, uh, tells us that we shouldn't allow any sin to take dominion over us. These are all things that we have to deal with, with uh, personal growth. And we are all required by faith to begin to exercise and to allow the Word of God to um, come into our life and change it. Paul says in First Corinthians 13, he says, When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put on ways of, uh, I put away the ways of childhood thinking. I put away the way of childhood reasoning. I, um, you know, all those childish things. How children talk, how they process their thoughts. I put all those things behind me. Why? Because I'm a grown man. I've grown up in Him. And the Bible calls you and I that we ought to also grow up in him. And once we uh, begin to step outside of religion and begin to step into a relationship with God, we will then begin to learn how to incorporate the laws that the world has taken away from the church, Uh, meditation and all of these different things that are within uh, visualization is another thing that, uh, is used within the industry of personal development. But the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ envisioned you and I on the cross. That's why he stayed up there. It tells us that he saw us. And because he saw us, he stayed up there. And so, um, all of these principles that we see these guys take, it's all from the Bible. It just changed the format and the way by which they presented, but look at all of it. it comes from the Word of God. And this is eternal life. The Bible is very clear about these things, John chapter seventeen, verse three. We all think it's you know, pie in the sky and all this kind of stuff. But Jesus broke it down for us already, just after looking at the word. And this is life eternal. That they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ. Jesus the Messiah, whom you have sent. That is it. So you want to experience eternal life? You can do it right here on this planet Earth. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. You and I, we walk by faith
0: and not by sight. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.